0: got a deadline and a mountain of work and even if you start with good intentions it's all too easy to get overwhelmed, distracted or simply put it off and off and off. That's a familiar story for many of us and it's certainly true of students with homework or as they face the prospect of exams. So how can you tackle something like revision and do it in such a way that you stand a chance of sticking to it? Hello and welcome to the Study Sessions podcast. I'm Nathan founder of The Study Buddy and your host. In this series, I talk to a range of experts, parents and students about how we can get the most out of studying at home. From nutrition to sleep, from stress to mental health, we'll be exploring how best to support young people. There'll be a new episode out every Friday morning, so subscribe, review and don't be afraid to share with others who you think might benefit from what our experts say. Today, I'm talking, well, to myself. I'm going to explain the study buddy method to managing revision and study. And I'm going to talk through the five step process so that you can follow the approach with your children at home. Whether your child is preparing for GCSEs, A-levels or other exams, or simply wanting an easy way of keeping on top of their studies, our straightforward approach will help. So I guess that I should start to be in keeping with our other guests by talking a little bit about my school days. So at school, I was a, I was a nerd, and to be honest, I still am. And learning came easily because I had a good memory. And so I found that I didn't have to try particularly hard to get good marks. And that was fine for GCSEs. I managed to um, get a good collection of those. And it was all right for A-levels, although I didn't get the grades that I wanted. But what I found was that not having... Learned how to study, or having had to have the discipline of managing my time, that actually my grades got progressively worse compared to what it was that I could have done. And unfortunately, any natural ability I might have had wasn't going to be enough to see me through. Now, I'm not one for regrets, and everything I did or didn't do led me to where I am today, and that's fine. But of course, at the time, it was. It would be natural to be disappointed at not doing as well as I possibly could have done. But then imagine my horror to find years later that my own son hadn't fallen very far from the tree. And that his approach to studying was just like mine. He's cocky and lazy and thought that just by doing the bare minimum, by remembering stuff, that he would be able to turn up and, and do all right. And for many people that would be fine but he in particular was an ambitious person and so wanted to go on to do medicine and and all of these other great things which you can't achieve as I showed if you've got a a relaxed approach to life and to studying. So like many households up and down the country we had this period of time when we were trying to encourage him to, to study a bit more for his GCSEs and we'd start with Uh, the belief i believe in you son all you have to do is dream hard enough Uh, but unfortunately it very quickly became apparent that dreaming wasn't going to be enough and that he needed to actually work so again like many others we tried a reward system if you just do an hour's worth of work or if you get a certain grade then we will reward you with cold hard cash or with treats uh, Takeaways or cinema or such forth, but his life was already blessed, so he didn't need these extra inducements because things just appeared and happened for him. In any case, so we quickly then moved on to uh, the more blackmaily stage of if you don't, then I'm going to take your PS4 away or confiscate your iPhone or or whatever else we thought might have worked, which of course didn't work, and um, we progressed very quickly to the shouting stage and guilt. All you have to do is study. It's the one thing we ask of you to do. Don't you know it's your life you're ruining? And so on and so forth. And of course, every single stage was as effective as the one before. In that, if he wasn't going to study, he wasn't going to study. So, at this point of frustration and really not knowing what, what we should do for the best, I just came, kept coming back to the same questions. How much work have you got to do? And is there enough time for you to do it in? And because he wasn't able to give me the answers or wasn't inclined to give me the answers, I sat down and, with his books and the exam specs to find out exactly how much work he needed to do. So I sat down, poured through all of his books and the exam specifications to come up with a list of topics and subtopics that he had to cover to be exam ready. And so say this list was 200 items long then worked out very crudely how much time he might spend between now and the exams to work out whether or not he had enough time to do it. And as it happened, he did. So the last thing was to obviously help him to work his way through that list. And that really was the beginning of the Study Buddy approach. It was an application of agile project management, the kinds of things that I was using in corporate life and applied it to his education. So what I want to do now is take you through the those five steps as I saw them so that you can do this at at home. Step one is simply be ready. There are all too many distractions. And if you're anything like me, or if your children are anything like me, the the simplest thing can be a massive distraction. And I would sit down for work and sharpen my pencils and then sharpen other people's pencils and go next door and, and find other pencils to sharpen. So remove those distractions, the things that you know will get in the way. Make sure your notes are in order. Make sure you've got the index cards if that's how you revise or Sharpies and A three paper. An essential part of being ready too is to understand exactly what it is that you need to do. There's an African proverb, how do you eat the elephant one bite at a time? So break down your subjects into manageable bite-sized chunks. Maths, for example, can seem overwhelming, but maths broken down into algebra quadratic formulas can seem much more achievable do this across all of the subjects that you have. You can do it by looking at the contents pages of your textbooks, you can do it with reference to the exam board specs and your teachers may even have spreadsheets that they send you as part of your revision workload. Of course the Study Buddy system is built around having these units prepared so uh, you can find those online. Once you've created this backlog of work, you have in effect a master to-do list of everything that needs to be done for you to be exam ready. On our website you'll find there are other hints and tips around how you can manage those units. So our system for example works on a magnetic whiteboard and the units are written onto magnets. It's very visible, it's very physical and that tends to work well. Each of our subjects are colour-coded as well and I'd encourage you to look at different colours for each subject. Again, that just helps you to plan your time and make sure that you're not avoiding subjects. Step two is to prepare the board. For many young people, the idea of revising is just too much, It's, it's overwhelming, and it can seem like it's consuming their entire lives. So the first thing to do is to block out the time that's already committed. For some students, and depending on the time that they start, it can be the school day. So block out, say, nine until four, because they can't do any studying at that point because they're already committed. Once you've been through that time, then block out the things that they want to do. There might be some uh, sporting activities. There could be clubs. There could be party on someone's house on Friday. So make sure that everything is catered for. And don't forget the, the things that are fun or more enjoyable. The lion in on a Sunday and a Saturday. A family dinner on, a, on the weekend. All of this helps to keep time in perspective. So that they know that they're not spending every single moment of the day studying. When in actual fact they've allowed themselves three or four hours straight to uh, compete in a FIFA match. This also works the other way around for students who are overzealous, for students who are spending far too long studying and not and not paying enough attention to their own well-being. This can be a really good conversation point for talking about the fact that they need to have outside interests to be rounded people. So then once the board has been prepared, you've got a blocked out time for, for when you can't study or when you don't want to study, which means that those remaining blank time cells are available for studying now that's not a challenge it's not to fill in as many of those as you can do there's a a level of work that makes sense to individual children and it is very much an individual thing i'd suggest to start allocating the units from your backlog to some of those time slots when you're doing this this is when those colors are going to come in really handy because you can make sure that you've included The pinks for languages and the blues for English literature, for example. If you've got a board that's all green, you're over-indexing on your biology. Now that might be deliberate. There may be a biology test coming up and you really want to focus on it. But it's more likely to be about avoiding certain subjects that they don't feel comfortable in. And that's natural. We want to feel good about ourselves and working on a subject, whether that's geography and oxbow lakes that we like doing, helps us to feel good and helps us to feel that we're achieving. But we've heard from previous guests that part of this growth mindset is the process and working our way through. So encouraging them to go through their Spanish if they're not especially keen on it is a fantastic result in and of itself and should absolutely be encouraged. So now you know exactly what it is that's going to be done during the week. And that's really important because it helps overcome procrastination. It's all too easy to sit down and think, oh, I've got to do some maths. What am I going to do? I'm not sure. Gaze out the window. Actually, as a species, I don't think we do very well with open ended choices. So, sitting down, not just to do maths, but to very specifically do calculus, is a significant way of overcoming that dither and delay of what should I be doing next. So all that remains now is to work through the through the board. And as tempting as it might be, don't move the units around during the week. Set a time to review them. And that's our step four. Um, we call this our wrap session, a weekly review and plan. And it's really important to spend 15 to 20 minutes going through how the week has been and we heard in an earlier episode from Jonathan Peach about coaching and those good questions to ask and this is an opportunity to find out broadly how it's all going and how your child feels and and whether or not there's anything more that you can do to support them. This isn't about getting into the nitty-gritty of a history topic and quizzing and and testing. It is absolutely how has this week been what have been the highs, anything that you need to work on, any challenges. And what have we learnt? It may well be that in working through systematically each of those units, you'll find that Wednesday afternoon is not a good afternoon to do any studying because maybe there's something on telly that they'd rather watch or um, when we're back to normal times, they've had our afternoon games and so they're just exhausted. Which is a good learning point. Don't try to schedule revision sessions on Wednesday afternoons in future. What's really important about this wrap session is it's judgment free. As a parent, you're not looking to say whether or not they've done enough or haven't done enough. The child needs to find out for themselves what's working and what's not working. Your role here is very much coach and mentor to guide them through this time and to help them to take responsibility Taking responsibility is a is a strange one for us as parents, because we're so used to doing so much for them and protecting them from themselves in many cases. Certainly I remember that feeling with Jake that how on earth could I trust him with something as important as his own future? But actually I was surprised after a while that in given the freedom to mess it up, in given the freedom to to have more responsibility and accountability for what he was doing. Actually he really did rise to that challenge and started to take it on for himself. Now when we spoke to Jake in episode two, we found that actually this was as much about getting me and his mum off of his back as it was actually about revising. But there's something in the the beautiful simplicity of a to do list that you manage weekly that draws you in. And As part of that that growth mindset piece, he started to feel the success because every week he would see that his to-do list was getting a little bit smaller and his done pile, correspondingly, was getting a little bit bigger. And that success is, is tangible for him because he was moving something physical from a board. Whereas actually what we're hoping that they are geared to is the GCSE results, which is i mean it's like a million million years away from where they are this career thing so it's hard for our young people to get their heads around that i think especially in a life which is so filled with instant rewards and instant gratification so bringing it back to something more immediate get to the end of the week and to have those rewards and successes very visible moving a something from a to-do pile into a done pile or if it's in a, a list form ticking a box next to something to say that it's done is so much more motivating than this nebulous concept of a career and the fifth step the fifth step then is to do it all over again as part of the review session you will have cleared down the board of what's been done and units which have been completed will have gone into the done pile there might be units that need a little bit more time that's fine they go back into the to-do part again there's no judgment here it's just a statement of fact and once you've done that review those allocated times the school day may still be running in the same way the clubs may still be the same but the party on friday night is definitely not happening anymore in which case you don't need a line on saturday perhaps and so on work your way through the board allocate the time that's already committed or that you want to keep free and then place some of those units in and repeat the cycle so step five then is very simply just to do it all again step one be ready make sure you've got everything you need make sure your to-do list is robust step two prepare the board make sure your time's committed school time free time activities and social first then the workload. Three, work your way through the board. Four, the wrap, your weekly review and plan, and so on. There really is something in the simplicity of the approach that children and adults alike can just get it. It makes sense that if something seems overwhelming, I've got to study for my GCSEs, break it down into things that are manageable, that are in your control, I've got to study the characters in Macbeth. This gives you a plan. It gives you something you can absolutely work to. And you can schedule your way through. Certainly what I found when we were working through this with Jake. Was that the tension and the stress disappeared from the house. And it was a really stressful time in the house until we approached Jake's revision like this. Because he and I are such similar characters. So there was a lot of shouting A lot of why aren't you revising and don't you think you should be doing more? But genuinely, from the moment we had clarity, that all went away. We didn't need to ask him whether or not he was working hard or what he should be doing because I could see from a visible whiteboard what he was up to. And he knew, and that was really important. He knew what he was doing and he knew that he had to get on with it because this was his goal, it wasn't my goal. He wanted to do well in his exams because he understood that that was the key to his future. But he struggled with knowing how to go about it. So in having a system that broke everything down meant that he was now in control. He was no longer a passenger with his mum or with me telling him exactly what needed to be done. He felt that he was in control. And then all that remained for me was to guide him, to help him, to to find out what was going well what wasn't going well and to adapt the system as we went through. From day one, it wasn't perfect. And I don't want to give the impression that this was some miraculous event and that all of a sudden my teen boy became a a fully functioning, time-managed human being, because it wasn't like that. It took some time, it took a bit of warm up, but it was absolutely worth sticking to it because it meant that he was in control, that the stress in the house disappeared And that ultimately he performed to the best of his potential when it came to exams. And that was his doing. We've learnt before from many other guests that actually we can't do this for our children. We can't sit the exams for them. And part of their growing and learning experiences is all about making mistakes and learning from those mistakes. And so as parents it's important that we find that time when we can step back and let them do it in a controlled environment so that the mistakes that they make aren't necessarily too fundamental that will have a a lasting impact on all of their future. I really hope that you found this useful. Talking through the five-step process is about helping you to see that there is an alternative way Structuring Revision It's perhaps a little more involved Than the timetables we might have used When we were revising With subjects split out But it works On a number of different levels And the benefits are there for students Whether they are natural As always Thank you for listening This was a little different But I hope that you've enjoyed it And that you found it useful And if you have Please don't forget to rate and review There'll be another episode next Friday, so please subscribe and, of course, tell your friends about the Study Sessions podcast.